if you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, hey, CEO Mischief Makers, welcome to the conversation. You know who I am, right? MKJ. But I get to introduce you to Cameron King. And, and I just met him in a conference probably about two weeks ago, I think. But we've been in each other's circles because we're in a, the same mastermind in different uh, sections, but in the same mastermind with uh, Mike Kim. So Cameron, welcome to the conversation. First off, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm, I'm great. How are you? You know, I woke up today, so uh, it's a really good day. <laughs> but uh, all right. So start off telling us a little bit about yourself. So what do you do? So what do I do? I mean, if you were to ask me on the street and the quick answer would be, I make videos, right? That's the quick answer because it's kind of hard to explain exactly what I do, especially like to your parents, right? <laughs> so what I, you know, what I actually do is that I, I help people, you know, grow their, their following. I help people get on their stuff by using video marketing, storytelling, and all that jazz to, to really just, you know, bring awareness to, to brands, which has been my focus most of my career. But more recently, I've been focusing more on personal branding and getting folks that I love to work with to get more eyeballs on their stuff. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's really, it's really hard to explain what I do as well. You know, quick, quick down and dirty is I help people turn their conversations into conversions, right? For their business. But, but when you get deeper, it really gets to the heart because people don't understand what that means. Mm. And the same thing I can imagine with using video to expand their personal brand. People don't understand what that means. Are you talking about like webinars? Are you talking about reels? You know, so it, it starts the conversation, which is good. But if, mm -hmm. if people don't even know the next question to ask, that makes it really difficult, right? How have, yeah. you, how have you found trying to, trying to deal with that, trying to introduce that simple topic and then get deeper? Is that difficult? Well, it is. But and I've, I, found, I found myself doing this a few weeks ago. I, I was at a sort of retreat, so to speak, with a bunch of people who, who looked at me like I was a wild animal. They've never seen somebody who made videos. After about the fifth person that asked me what it is I do, I started like, you know, let me let me actually try to create a conversation, a dialogue from this. And so I said, you know, I help businesses tell their story through video. And that was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, that kind of created more of a dialogue as opposed to like, oh, I create videos. They're probably like, well, my my niece does the same thing. So, you know, but I, you know, I help people tell their stories, which in essence is what we all do as marketers. We help people tell stories. We just have different ways of doing it. You do it through conversations and through uh, automation and things like that. And I do it through video. Wow. Yes, that's perfect. The reason I ask that is because the more we talk to people who are not in marketing world, <laughs> in, our, in our sphere of 
crazy language and the things that we do and ROAS and, you know, all this ROAS and, and LTVs and all that kind of, they have no clue what that means. The more we talk to those people, the more refined we get our message to be able to communicate it to as many people as possible. So let's kind of back up a little bit. I love how you talked about storytelling because you're right. Everything we do is storytelling. What kind of mindset shifts did you have to have to progress from shooting video or tell me that story? How did you go from, oh, I'm kind of interested in video to actually I'm telling stories in video? What kind of mindset shifts did you have to go through? Yeah. It's been a long journey, right? So if I were to look at myself, if I were 15 years old, you know, looking at my 15 year old self, I'm, I'm 38 now. And if I look at myself, you know, when I was 15, I, I probably would have laughed, you know, and like, yeah, right. I would be at home creating videos for, for major companies, for, for high profile people, all from the comfort of my home and, you know, making decent money doing it. I would have, you know, laughed in your face because I come from a background where, my parents were blue collar. My dad worked on air conditioners. He was a blue collar guy. And my mom was like a, a secretary for a dentist. You know what I mean? So they were not college educated, but that was just the way it was in the eighties. You know, I was a latchkey kid. Both my parents worked and I just kind of assumed that I was going to be doing the same up until like my junior or senior of high school where I decided, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want this plight of my parents. And, you know, much of my my father probably wanted me to be somewhat in his footsteps to go into the trades and stuff like that. He also instilled in me sort of a rebellious spirit. You know, he introduced me to like rock and roll music and and alternative music. And he was kind of an alternative type of guy too, as well. He grew up in that sort of era as well in the 70s. And yeah, and, and that was instilled in me. And so my teenage self, late teenage self was like, I don't want to be like them. I, I love them but I don't want to be like them. I don't want to have to struggle with money. I don't have to, you know, have my life already planned out for me at the age of 17. I need to figure this stuff out. So I decided to go to college and there I just kind of, I thought I was going to go into mathematics because I wanted to make a lot of money. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into finance or something like that. But then I found a love for visual arts and, and storytelling and stuff like that. So, and that started my whole journey into video and, you know, telling stories. And I, I started off wanting to be a filmmaker and eventually fell in love with short form commercial content because I love the fast paced environment of telling, you know, of commercial work and creating cool graphics and, and motion design and things like that. And so I, you know, like any, like any sort of apprenticeship or, or I have in a way become, it is a trade skill, right? You know, you had learned it by doing it over the years and I've been doing it for over 15 years now. And I've finally become, you know, the past few years to the point of mastery, I, I've mastered this. What's next? Yeah. So now I'm like going to that next phase. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I had, I want to go back because I, I hear you. My, my father's a, a machinist, a mechanic, a car mechanic. And I get what you're saying exactly. But I, I really want to ask and just get your take on this. What, what did you have to, to, have to embrace, to let go of what, whatever the word is, how did you have to shift the way you think of the world to say it's possible to do something else that has nothing to do with what my parents did or where my parents are? Because I get, mm -hmm. I'm the only person in my family to, to graduate college, even to mm -hmm. this day. It, it just yep. is not a mindset <laughs> that was available to me. And so I had to put myself around other people 
where it was a mindset for them. And I was able to then follow that path. So how did you do that? How did you make that shift? Because it's scary. It is freaking scary to go Mm -hmm. outside of what you were raised in, what your family did. It's really scary. At least Mm -hmm. for me, it was. Um, So how did you do that? Not that they're bad. I'm not trying to say you have to make it bad what your parents did in order to make something else good. That's a very immature, (laughs) right? Looking Mm -hmm. things. But uh, how did you do that? That is good. That's a great question. There, there were obviously steps along the way of mindset things I had to get over, especially with things like money, because we grew up in a very scarcity sort of world, paycheck to paycheck. So I had to get over that. You know, I got over that probably in my late twenties. I still battle it occasionally here and there, especially like in the in the famine seasons. You know, <laughs> it's feast or famine sometimes. But at the same time, I know it's going to be there. I don't worry about it too much. But as far as like the actual mentality when I was younger, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back at it, it was probably some kind of mental grit, like the the fact that I just didn't want to quit. You know what I mean? Or like even though I didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly, I knew that I needed to finish what I started, which was college at the time, right? I need to finish, I need to get that degree and then from there I can figure it out. And as soon as you take on that next job, you know, like I actually got a a, a job like my senior year in college doing video work. And I just kind of stuck with that and then just kind of said yes to opportunities. So it was really just like putting myself in positions to say yes, not worrying about the outcomes until they get there. And whenever I reached the end of that outcome, saying yes to the next thing. So yeah, it's really just leaving myself open to these things because I knew whatever I said yes to was going to be different than if I didn't say yes to these things, right? I'm not a person who likes to stay stuck in the same position. I like keep things moving. And it's really just this act of like always wanting to move forward. Because if I feel like I'm not moving forward, I'm I'm moving backward. And so there's this real desire to keep pushing and keep pushing. Yeah. Wow. That's that's great. Cause I, I agree with you. You have to be open. You have to be ready. You have to accept that something else could be where you want to go instead of being fearful and shut off. Because that's kind of what that that fear is is all about. It it shuts you off. It says, no, 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 I can't mm-hmm. do any of those things. That's too scary. Wow. So now you're saying what what's next? So you've had to build on that and say yes to the to the things that you were faced with and the opportunities that you had. And then I'm sure you you would agree with me. There's a point where you had to start saying no to some things <laughs> because yes. otherwise you wouldn't wouldn't be able to you know sleep at night, right? Because there's no mm-hmm. time left in the day if you're saying yes to everything. So you got past that. And I, I really, if, if we had more time, I would dive into that whole money mindset because that's something that even if we have the opportunity to be positive with you know, change and uh, you know, something that's different and saying yes to things, that money mindset that is limiting really will, will keep us stuck, at least as far as mm. I'm concerned. Do you agree? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I had to get past money being sort of, I mean, I'm also a spiritual person, money being like this idol, being this God, being this thing that can control everything in my life. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I am still, uh, I still have struggles with being an overachiever and finding my value in my work. I'm still battling that, but I don't put value in what I earn because I know that, and I trust that the money will always come. And even if I am hungry, or if I am in a, in a place where it's bad, I can always tell, tell myself it could be worse. Anytime I, I make a shift, like about five years ago is when I decided to go full-time on my own again. 
And me and my wife, we did this worst case scenario. Like we said, worst case scenario, she goes back to teaching. I deliver pizzas. How bad could that be? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. We have that power. I agree 100%. Every time I've been in one of those valleys, same thing. I just let go and go, I know I can make money somewhere. I don't have to worry about it because I know, I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just, you just trust and you just go. And if it's a job, it's a job. If it's a client, it's a client. Yeah. You don't attach yourself to, to any of those, those feelings of worth. Right. So what's yeah. next? How, how did you have to switch your mindset now to prepare for what you're doing next? Because each step takes a new mindset shift, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm actually in, the, in that phase now, right now, letting go of like doing everything on my own and trusting that I need to not do everything on my own, basically, you know, as I shift from doing more fulfillment work, which is like, I actually have been the person that creates the videos for these companies, for these big brands, to now actually moving into a, a new, I wouldn't say industry, but definitely a new audience and trusting that my skill set can come over and I can speak to them in a, in a certain way and trusting that. So it's it's really getting away from from the comfort of what I was doing and looking forward to a new adventure. And I actually had a, a coach tell me recently when I had a conversation with him about it, he's like, he's like, Cameron, just think of it as, a, as a, like a, a ship, right? You know, you're, you're trying this, like there's the ship, there's the mothership and there's like little boats. What you're doing right now is like, you're taking one of these little boats over here and trying something out, you know, obviously put your heart into it because you don't want to, you know, you want to at least try it with all your heart. But if it fails, come back to the boat and you always have something you can go back to. So don't be scared because the mother boat will always be there, <laughs> so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. Because you've put the energy and the time and the resources to creating that ship mm-hmm. and uh, that boat. So you you can play around a little bit, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of the way it feels, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This... I kind of explained it to my son, both of my sons, and the standpoint, especially if we have kids. Do you have kids? Yes, I have three. Yeah. How old? Uh, Nine, six, and one and a half. Oh, my goodness. So from your parents, they gave you certain opportunities, and they gave you the best opportunities they had available to them. And now Mm -hmm. you as a parent, you've you've kind of pushed that, that goalpost further. Or actually, I like to say it, you've pushed the starting line further for your kids. It's kind of what we do. We, we hopefully help our kids start life further than we did, mm-hmm. or with more opportunities or less struggles or different struggles. They're going to still struggle. There's no way you can yep. take that away, but at least different or further along than we did. And that's mm-hmm. basically what we do as parents. We, we try and help our kids have a, a further starting line, right, than we did. And if we can at least do that and they can start further from us, then to me, we've at least set them up for an opportunity greater than we had. Now, what they do with it is obviously up to them and where yeah. they go with it. And I have one of my, my sons is actually thinking of going back to the trades, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing because his he's great at that. And one of my sons is an entrepreneur. So 
And, and who knows? That's what they are now in their 20s. You know how this works. <laughs> who knows what they're going to do when they're in their 40s? It's just they are not tied to that one thing for the rest of their life, like our parents were, right? The opportunities we have. And it requires the ability to make these mindset shifts. That I think is the number one requirement to be able mm -hmm. to take advantage of whatever's in front of you is to be open. And like, I love how you said that to say yes to opportunities. Any last thoughts on what you started with that brought you here and the, the shifts that you had to make that you can share with our audience? Yeah, sure. One thing I, I kind of, you know, I wrote down over in my notes was, you know, I grew up in this sort of, you know, you learn a little bit about my backstory and that really, you know, all throughout my life, that theme has kind of played out, like saying to myself subconsciously and sometimes, and sometimes verbally, I don't want to be like these people. So, you know, like when I worked in an office setting, a corporate setting, doing internal communications, I'm like, I don't want to be like these people. And then you you figure out a way, your mind starts figuring out a way to not be like those people. And like, it's not knocking against them at all, you know, obviously, but it is like, well, I just don't want to be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then sometimes you have to experiment. Like I took a three-year detour doing something else, you know, I mean, still in the same profession, but in a different setting. And after three years, I'm like, I enjoy this, but it's not for me a hundred percent. I'm not there, you know? So sometimes it takes little side quests. So just like still being that open mindedness, being sort of a MacGyver in this situation. Right. And then, you know, really saying, you know what, I don't want to be this way. And, you know, I, I try to find opportunities to, to start steering that ship. Okay. Hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action. Don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. <laughs>